my name is Julie Turney, and this is the HR Sound Off Podcast Show, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent topics and trends as it relates to our professions. We're going to have amazing conversations with HR professionals from all over the world, get to learn their origin stories. How did they get into this profession? What do they love about being here? And how they want to set the record straight on that one misconception that really drives them crazy about our profession. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's sound off. Everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the HR Sound Off Podcast Show. My name is Julie Turney and I am your host. How are you doing today, beautiful people? We have made it to the end of another week. I hope that wherever you are in the world today, you are having a fantastic day. Remember, the HR Sound Off Podcast Show is created by an HR professional for HR professionals, magnifying HR voices and HR adjacent voices. And so today I'm happy to introduce you to a beautiful lady who is so full of life, who absolutely loves L&D. And I've been excited to have this conversation with her for a while. From the beautiful island of Trinidad and Tobago, joining me today is Leah D'Souza. Leah, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for including L&D in this HR sound off. That's right. Uh, I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. Thank you. You are very welcome. Why don't we start off by telling our audience a little bit about who is Leah D'Souza and what is your L&D story? How did you get here? Yeah, so thank you so much. Um, so I have been in the field of L&D for the past, this September would be 18 years. Nice. Um, so I've seen basically all iterations of the name. When I started, it was training and development, or it was maybe just training, then it was training and development. And yeah. then I've been along the ride for every name since then, performance mm-hmm. improvement, workplace learning and development. Um, I refer to it today as talent development, actually. Yes. Um, Mm-hmm. And I'm sure tomorrow they're going to come up with another name. I'm sure um, they will. They will. Um, <laughs> typically, of course, um, TD has been under the umbrella of HR and is still that way in many Caribbean organizations. Yeah. Of course, we know outside of the Caribbean, it's it's usually standing on its own. It stands alone, yes. Yes. Um, and I'm, I, you know, I tell people, usually if you've been in any field for 10 plus years, you know, hopefully you love it. If not, you're torturing yourself wherever you are it's true you know I agree Mm -hmm. yes so I mean I definitely am one of those I absolutely love this particular area of talent development and the work that we do within TD nice but what got you started how did you actually get into L&D I think like a lot of persons in L&D by chance Let's mm. face it, a lot of people who get into talent development, well, I would say definitely in my time, yeah. like 18 years ago, I don't think a lot of people were starting off their journey there. Mm-hmm. So for myself, I had been living and working in Europe for about 10 years, and right. I had just come back to Trinidad. Mm-hmm. And my mother had a company that specialized in workshops. They were called workshops then. Uh Mm -hmm. Um, She was not herself a TD uh, practitioner, but she owned the company that did workshops. Mm -hmm. And so she was an entrepreneur. And basically, after 10 years of living abroad, my mother was like, well, you need a job, don't you? And (laughs) I was sort of like, okay, I don't want to work with 
my mother, anybody who has an entrepreneur parent usually mm-hmm. thinks like that. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, she has a point. I do need a job. Yeah. And then I started working with her. Long story short, after the first year, I told her, you could leave now. I <laughs> absolutely fell in this. love. I absolutely this. fell in love with a TD, you know, L&D. Uh-huh. And coincidentally, my mother had decided to move to Tobago with my brother to open a restaurant. So it was just oh. sort of like, you know, the, the stars mm-hmm. aligning. Yeah, everything And she left completely. So after a year, and I literally, Julie, just dove into the field. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, ju- I fell in love with it. You know, I attended every single conference out there. I did all the certifications, blah, blah, blah. And I literally fell in love with it. And over the course of the last 18 years, I guess I, I transformed that business right. um, from just workshops into what is now a consultancy, where yeah. I am the TD consultant myself. Mm-hmm. So that's my short story into wow. talent development. Well, that's an amazing story, Leah. I mean, imagine, you know, after all those years of studying, you come back home, you, your mom says you need work you go in and then you love it so much you're like right mom yeah out you go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> talk about family ousting <laughs> yeah and you know the, the interesting yeah. is sometimes mom. I look back on it and I think you know I'm not a parent but I imagine for parents parents I think part of your job is to know your child I think that's mm-hmm. part of it. and I think my mother always knew me um, yeah. I did not study. I, I would say my background was never to enter that field. I had different hopes or dreams for myself, but maybe she knew, maybe she had been plotting and knew what uh-huh. she was doing. I don't That's know. Right. I don't know. I think she probably worked some reverse psychology on you. <laughs> Could very well be. So when I mean, you she were did, like, <laughs> I'm she ready, she was me. like, yep. <laughs> Yeah, she did allow me, I will say, which was, I guess, her style of parenting. She mm-hmm. did allow me when I had joined the company to sort of go in directions that I wanted to go right. in. So, she gave you autonomy. Um, Love absolutely, that. absolutely. So when she left, she completely left. She was like, well, this is yours. You do whatever, whichever direction you want to go with the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I was allowed to go with. So I did That's have that beautiful. leeway. Yes. Oh, kudos to your mom. Yeah. Shout out to your mom today. Thank you. All the moms who give their kids autonomy to develop and grow. That's what you want, right? Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about what has you excited about being in the talent development space right now? What, when you get up in the morning, I know you're always full of energy and full of life, but as you perform this work, what's got you excited? Um, Okay. If you want to say right now, Mm -hmm. I think right now what has me excited is that right now AI can't do what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so mm-hmm. don't worry, they are plotting, it's a coming. But right <laughs> now I am actually confident that AI cannot do Dude, what you, I no. do right now. I like that. Say more, say more. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, AI, just like any tool out there, this is, this is just life, right? Tools yeah. come. So there was, before there weren't computers, then there were computers. Before yep. there was not machinery, now there's machinery. So nothing's wrong with AI. Personally, I use AI in my business in different yep. formats. But in terms of what I do, I think the way, when I say I, and I also, I'm speaking actually for TD professionals. I want to make right. that clear. Mm-hmm. Um, the work that we do then in terms of how we connect 
with other human beings Mm -hmm. to influence their behavior on the Mm -hmm. job. I just think that I'm excited right now to be in this field because not only can AI not do it, post-pandemic, the things that are, people are now, this is the year when I think people are now kind of stabilizing post-pandemic, yeah. definitely in the Caribbean. And I think the help that professionals need in their roles, learning professionals, TD professionals, we really can help connect to people like no one else can. And definitely a machine can't do that right now. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. Okay, got you. So... I got to ask you this because as you said, you know, we're in the age of, of artificial intelligence where we've just come out of a, a global pandemic. What were some of the adjustments that you had to make during the pandemic for your business? And how do you see that as a learning for how you move forward and conduct business in the future in the TD space? I'm going to say something for myself. Uh, the changes weren't that many. And I'll just mm-hmm. give a little background why. I had switched to having a home office in at the end of 2014. At the time, it was not trending. I want to make that very clear. Yeah. It was, and, and just to underline. In the Caribbean. It was not trending in the Caribbean at mm-hmm. all. I mean, I literally had clients would ask, is business okay? Because it just, just to put it in perspective, people. So the, the idea of having a home office was absolutely not trended to the point that it maybe people felt that something was wrong with business. Yeah. I made that shift for 100% personal reasons. I wanted to have a certain amount of work-life balance. And being self-employed, I said, you know what? I want to see if this could work. Yeah. So perspective there are no articles trending on social media about how to make this work. Nobody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. I just decided something in me said, Leah, I want a certain amount of work-life balance. Let me yeah. do this. So in other words, I had already figured out how to have work-life balance right. and just to be accustomed working alone, working from home, etc. So that shift, that part of the shift was not huge for me. Yeah, And I'm going to say second, also because I'm self-employed, mm-hmm. the pandemic was not the first tsunami to hit me in business. Right. So I've been self-employed since 2004. The first tsunami that hit me was in 2008 when there was the world crash, the economic yeah, crash. crash. Mm-hmm. And that was my first big tsunami. And anybody mm-hmm. who's been in business, there's a difference between just having a low moment and something that really completely disrupts your world Mm -hmm. so when the pandemic hit don't get me wrong it was hard yeah but even as hard as it was it did not hit me as hard as that first hit yeah because you almost just know here we go again Mm -hmm. and uh, coming back to my mom actually the only advice my mother gave me when I took over the company there was only one thing she actually told me, which was Leah business is is waves, highs and lows. Yeah. That's literally mm-hmm. all she said, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when the pandemic came, I knew, oh, here we here we go again. This yeah. is another one of them. Yeah. So again, emotionally, it was not as hard on me as mm-hmm. for a lot of other entrepreneurs. Not yeah. saying it was not hard. I mean, I did right. have a two two week period where I did cry where when you know literally um I remember that year 
in January, I had had confirmed work, aka confirmed income until September. This is confirmed. So like, you know, I even happen to think about it. Like if you like, I find that even if I didn't want to go after new business, yeah. it was good. In January, right. I was good until September. Of yeah. course, all that was canceled. So there was a period when I did, I mean, like cry, what's going to happen? Um, but uh, what I would say in terms of the shifts that I had to make, mm-hmm in business wise mm-hmm. was just really ramping up shifting to doing everything online yeah and i guess i did make that shift faster than others right only because i wasn't as destroyed by the tsunami as a lot of others were yeah yeah it was so easy easier for you to pivot easy uh easy mm-hmm. uh and I think the truth is we ramped up to being fully online. I want to say within a three-week period. So this is shifting nice. from doing training and coaching in yeah, person, face-to-face. like mm-hmm. face-to-face, yeah. to doing it all online. Yeah. And it's definitely one of the things, because we were able to make that shift so fast, mm-hmm. luckily we were able to accept business when it came. Yeah. So the moment a client said, could you do this? We were like, yeah, we can. Mm-hmm. And we did. Mm-hmm. So that was... I guess how we coped with it during that time. Yeah. Beautiful. What What's your preference? Do you prefer face-to-face or do you prefer online or are you cool with hybrid? Honestly, I'm cool with all. Mm-hmm. Are there certain topics that I do enjoy personally yeah. doing in person? Absolutely. There mm-hmm. are certain topics. I can't, I mean, honestly, doing a train, trainer in person, it's just a lot more fun. Yeah. Doing, you know, come on. It's going to be a lot more fun in person. Yeah. I, can't, I can't deny that. Right. <laughs> I will say if I'm doing anything on the leadership communication side, there are certain things, nuances you're going to pick up in person. You're just mm-hmm. not going to pick that up online. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's not going to be effective, right. but you do miss out. Let's face mm-hmm. it, you miss out on certain yeah. the, the, the non-verbals mm-hmm. um, and just, again, that human intuition. Yes. I mean, we are now... you can feed off your audience better. Yeah, I mean, you do. I mean, I mean, by now it's three years. By now, you are. We are all building up that new skill set of how to read that online. We are building Mm -hmm. up that skill set. Once people turn their cameras on, yeah, you know, we we build up. So we build up, and we now actually before we didn't know where to focus our eyes. Now we are learning. Mm -hmm. You know, so we are building up another skill set. We're adapting. Correct. Um, Correct. But yeah, I must admit, I still there's still Mm -hmm. certain topics I do love doing in person. I see how your face like so what the trainer <laughs> when you said the trainer trainer you can't oh yeah I agree yeah. I absolutely agree with you I do yeah. I really do you know it's so funny um Leah and I'm so glad that you're here today because we talk a lot on the show about you know developing your your HR specialty skills so specializing and um one of the topics that we haven't really touched that much is L&D and how do we get, you know, specialists in talent development? If that's something that you're thinking about doing, how would you move into that business from your from corporate to doing it on your own? Any tips, tricks, advice you have for our audience that may be contemplating starting their own consulting, their L&D talent that development consulting firm? Any advice? Well, the, you know, the truth is the advice might be f- the same for anyone. So it could be an HR person looking to mm-hmm. shift to be an HR consultant or an L&D person. There are a couple of things I would say. 
One, I'm going to, I say this actually to all persons who are shifting from corporate to self-employment. And the longer you've been employed, you, you let me explain it this way. So you, uh-huh. I am into sci-fi and things like that, right? Movies. Mm-hmm. So you, if you know in sci-fi movies, when you see astronauts go into space, mm-hmm. when they come back on the ship, right? You know, they're going to like a chamber where they have to, to the top. oxygen has to come yes. back up and then they open and then they can come on board. Yeah. I think for persons who've been employed, you need to realize that you need to go into a little oxygen chamber to stabilize because mm. don't get me wrong. A lot of the skills that you would have honed during your employment time are are going to be useful to you. But there are also a lot of behaviors that are not going to be useful to Mm -hmm, you. I promise mm -hmm. you that, right? Yeah. So for those who, and the longer you've been employed, I'm not going to say the longer you should be in an oxygen chamber, but the more you need to be aware of it. Yeah. And almost like what I would tell any person thinking to make that shift is, Mm -hmm. do a little time where, you know, you sit down and you kind of make a list of what are the skills that I think are going to be useful to me? And mm-hmm. what are the skills or behaviors yeah. that may be, and it's not, it's going to be hard because of course, these are the skills and behaviors that got you to a certain place. Yes. Um, but I do see that a lot. Mm-hmm. And only if somebody asks me like somebody, yeah. and I've had, I've been asked this before. People will be like, you know, Lee, I'm thinking of making a shift. And if I'm like, do you want my honest opinion? That right. is the number one thing I will say. Mm-hmm. Number two thing I will say is if you are coming from pure HR or pure L and D mm-hmm. and you've never been in a sales and um, position mm-hmm. before, try, just start selling anything. You, yeah. you need to, yeah, you need yeah. to get up. Yeah, you need uh, to just get those sales skills. I don't, in, in I don't place. care if it is that you, mm. you know, maybe you make bread, you, you start, start, start selling, selling your bread. Something. Yes. That's a huge one because it's a huge mm-hmm. shift from going, not just being self-employed. I mean, I don't yeah. know if there's any, you know, but to selling, you are not yes. in charge of the selling. That's right. That, I, I think a lot of times HR professionals, but entrepreneurs in general, um, who are going into like a service oriented business don't understand you have to sell you're selling you are the the product right so yeah you know it's something again that i observe and until somebody asks me i tell them get in anything so even while you are in uh you know if you're employed and within the organization you have an opportunity to spend time with the sales department Mm -hmm. go on say you know what let me go on a couple road trips with the sales team if you can do that do that because Mm -hmm. if not that's going to be a huge massive learning curve Mm -hmm. and today the world has changed where sales and marketing it's sort of overlapping they're more intertwined than yes. ever i'll put it that mm-hmm. way right yep, they, are, they are especially if you're self-employed if yep. you're self-employed they are intertwined yeah um so i would tell any person looking to make that shift get into get to know more about sales get to know more about marketing yes. and between those three things making the shift of your skills and behaviors and sales and marketing is that's going to keep mm-hmm. you occupied for a little while a good while a good while i, I would even add one more to, the, to yeah. that one more element to that which is business development because 
I think depending on the business that we're in, we might have referrals, but then a lot of times we're spending our time developing our business and trying to get new business. And the business development skill set is is very necessary. And I think a lot of us struggle with business development. Yeah. But what stages. I will say, because I don't want to scare anybody off that's listening, because what ends up happening to a lot of people who are new to being self-employed, they be like, oh my God, I have to learn all of this stuff before I can do that. I want to say right now, no, let me no. make it clear. You learn in the doing. You learn yes. by doing and you learn yes. in the doing. So mm-hmm. if you feel really strongly that you want to try this out, by all means do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always say this, what is the worst case scenario? Yeah. If it doesn't work out, what's actually the worst it does, case scenario? It, it doesn't work out. That's and the worst what do you thing. Do? No, you just I'm get a job. You just get, you just get, like I tell people, the, the, the worst thing, case yeah. scenario is you actually just go back and get a job. Mm-hmm. So in other words, there is no, there's yeah. no lose here. Lose, you lose. try something out. You just say, okay, yeah, I, I tried it for a year. It didn't work out. Yep. You apply for a job. You get a job people it's really that simple so you don't even have to beat it if it's really not working for you so if you are passionate about it give it a shot all of these things i just mentioned that you mentioned Mm -hmm. you learn in and by the doing yes definitely great advice thank you for sharing that so i know you alluded to this before but i'm going to ask you to share with us in a little bit more detail what do you do because you're so busy taking care of other organizations talent development needs what do you do to take care of yourself well really and truly julie i live by what i teach so Mm -hmm. i designed a system that i call the like a boss system Mm -hmm. um, which is really all the things I learned about being an entrepreneur in order to stay, you mentioned me being energized, being mm-hmm. energized, focused, disciplined, on track, all of these things. I mean, I learned hard knocks way and yeah. I tweaked into what I call a system now. And part of that system is about how do you achieve balance? Mm-hmm. So I actually follow what I teach and I tell people, well, if it, I, I realize, you know, if it works for me, why not share it with others? Yeah. Um, so it, the core thing is that a lot of business or self-employed people believe that, you know, if you fix the business, then it will fix my life. Mm. When in fact, you are the source of energy for your business, yes. right? So I kind of turn that on its that belief on its head and say, no, you need to work on yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, wow, I just have so much energy yes. to give to my business. Yes. So one of the, I mean, the things that I practice in there that are part of the system that I call focusing on your fundamental four sources mm-hmm. of energy There are 12 sources of energy, but the fundamental four that you absolutely have to take care of really and truly on a daily basis, you should be doing this, which is taking care of your one is fundamental source of energy, nutrition. So what you put in the body, because the body houses the brain. Um, movement, moving your body, again, because it sources the brain, um, homes, houses the brain, um, thinking about your mental strength and the things that you're going to do to support mental strength. Mm-hmm. Because if you really want to be in the game of being a high-performance individual, whether you're employed or self-employed, you have mm-hmm. to really consider your mental strength. And then the last source of, the last fundamental source of energy is fun, having fun. Yeah. 
So it's almost really thinking about how can I make sure that I'm hitting those four things on a daily basis, mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, so I live by I live by that really and truly. And there are other components within the system that I make sure that I have to hit off. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to tell somebody today, um, and just a quick answer to your question, I would say it's just making sure that I dedicate time to those fundamental four sources of energy. Yeah. So I know you eat well, you exercise, you always show us your workouts on Instagram and you like to walk and stuff like that. And I know you love to travel and you're always feeding your mind because you're reading stuff all the time, which takes us into... Oh, you are watching me. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I enjoy your content. Absolutely. I learn a lot. So that takes me into like, what are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think our audience would appreciate? Oh, that's your audience, HR. Um, actually, what I'm reading right now is right next to me. I will grab Bring it. Bring it on, Bessie. I am reading right now. One of my favorite authors of all time mm-hmm. is Robert Greene. And Ooh. this is The Laws of Human Nature. I actually have the rest of his books that I have that's behind a there. That's book. Yeah, it is. It's it's probably his biggest to date. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Robert Greene because... Mm-hmm. um. He keeps it real, but in a very well-researched way. So if Mm -hmm. you like books that are really, I'm not just going to tell you something, is there's so many books today where people just spew their ideas. Um, His idea, then it's backed up by a lot of stories of how this was done before. I I personally appreciate that level of research. Give me Um, the examples. Yeah. So that's what I'm reading right now. I think it's actually, this is a great book for anybody in the HR field. Because guess what? You deal with people every day. That's right. <laughs> so that's, it's really about dealing with human nature. Yes. So, and you know, the more in the work that we do, I guess, in the wider umbrella of HR and TD, mm-hmm. we are dealing with humans. Yes. So the more we can understand people, the better we can connect with them. And if we can connect with them, then again, we can better influence them on what are the right paths. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a great read. I don't think I'm watching anything that, I can't say I'm watching anything that particularly. But you said you like sci-fi stuff, right? Yeah. What's your favorite sci-fi movie of all time? My favorite sci-fi movie of all time is going to be Predator. I'm not absolutely, absolutely without a doubt, number one, it is the first Predator. I do love Predator part two, but it's going to be Predator number one. I absolutely love that particular character. Wow. Maybe because I just love how the character is just so focused and driven and has a purpose and lives that purpose and it has Mm -hmm. nothing to do it has nothing i mean yes there's no emotional there's no empathy but Mm -hmm. it is really a purpose-driven individual and i think second to that would be alien wow interesting you know (laughs) you would never strike me as the kind of person to watch those kind of movies yes and i've watched them many 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 times yes and it's funny because oftentimes when i'm doing you know trainings a lot of my references naturally sci-fi i have naturally referenced to star trek or one of these things and there are certain audiences where people are like whoa (laughs) (laughs) oh yes so i'm Mm. i'm gonna I tell people not fantasy, so I'm not right. really like the Harry Potter thing. I like no. I like good 
sci-fi. Yeah. Good sci-fi. Yeah. I I love Star Trek movies. Right. Yes. Um, I love the series, but the last set of movies that were done by J.J. Abrahams, I must say I love Into Darkness is my favorite. My Into Darkness is it, of course. Of course. Into Darkness. I I must say Beyond, Beyond, is Beyond Borders, the one with Idris Elba. It was okay. But into darkness. No, that one me, didn't cut it for me. That no, one did. I'm but, gonna say it didn't cut it yes. for me. I'm sorry. I'm into sorry. darkness for me was everything. Yes. And yes. again, the character that Benedict Cumberbatch played, so focused, so driven. Rivan. Just the way that whole movie flows. Like yeah. yeah. Into darkness is my, is my number one. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, outside of being a huge Marvel fan, I do Mm -hmm. love sci-fi and I love Star Trek over Star Wars, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Star Mm -hmm. Wars is good, but I think think Mm. I like a little bit, I guess a bit more, I don't want to say a bit more on the thriller side. Yeah. So I guess maybe that's why I like Predator and Alien more because there's Mm. that slight thriller horror undertone in there. Yeah. Okay. I'm not a horror movie girl at all. I've seen... I am a thriller fan. I will. I will tell you. I don't want to get dark on you, you know but what? I am definitely. Um, I definitely. I, I laugh. I mean, when people ask me what do I do on a Saturday, my favorite thing to do on a Saturday afternoon is after my boyfriend has finished watching Premier League all day. <laughs> I close the curtains and I love to watch a good, a good thriller, borderline yeah. horror. Yeah, mm. love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Do you know, there's a new movie that just came out. Well, I, I think it just came out on Netflix with Mel Gibson. It is a thriller. Very twisted. Lots I of just twisted. saved it last night. So don't tell me anything. Oh. It's on my list. Well, you, when you watch that, WhatsApp me and let me know. I will. <laughs> let me know what you think. Oh my gosh. I watched it on Friday because that's one of the things that I love to do when I don't, because I don't work on Fridays. So Got you. I love to sit down and watch at least one Netflix movie on a Friday. Nice. And that was the one I watched this Friday last week. So nice. yeah, when you, when you've watched it, message me. I will. Message me. <laughs> the last question yes. I want to ask you, Leah, is what is the biggest misconception about HR that really bothers you? that you want to set the record straight on right here, right now. And it might not be HR, in this case, L&D. I think the biggest misconception, I'm going to say it right now, that L&D is HR. And mm. I, I, am, I have to, you know, and I, I hope I offend some HR people by saying this. Mm-hmm. From day one, I have said this every time. And this is, I'm telling you again, back in the mm-hmm. day when TD did come under HR, People would say, oh, you're an HR. And I always would answer, no, I'm no. not. Mm-hmm. I am l No, I'm TD. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I think the reason why I, I have always stuck by this 18 years now, and I will always stick by it. Yeah. The reason why many companies are not seeing the impact in their learning initiatives, in their development initiatives that they want to see is because you it's being treated like a sort of afterthought mm-hmm. and you don't have dedicated professionals mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to tell you something 
I have been to many companies where I don't see people having the kind of designations that I have, that they don't even have half. I'm looking at my library, my TD library. It's one of the biggest in the country. I am telling, Mm -hmm. I could say that for a fact, Mm -hmm. because they they are not having dedicated learning and development professionals in the rules. And that's why they're not seeing the results they want. Mm -hmm. We need to start. I don't, it doesn't matter to me if it continues to come under HR, but we need to start recognizing that this is a particular, I, I'm going to go into Taken, this set. is a special set of skills, skills. right? <laughs> this, yes, you know, I, have a special, I have a special set of skills, skills. people. That's right. Okay? That's right. TD professionals, we... <laughs> Court the professionals, we have a special set of skills. Yes. And when you hire right TD professionals and you let them do their role, mm-hmm. I promise you companies, you're going to see the return on investment. I mean, that's absolutely. You will. So that yeah. that one, I, I'm okay to be, a, um, you know, I'm okay no. to, to I'm ruffle right. some feathers there. You know I'm, I'm okay with it. I am right here with you, Leah. I stand behind you 100% on that because I do believe that the best HR the best HR functions in an organization are the ones where they have specialists. Yes. So when you have your talent development department, your recruiting yes. department, yes. your compensation and benefits department, yes. when your, your well-being and rewards department, when you have those things separate and distinct, those people, can, they can focus more on They're just going to be more engaged. It's going to be more engaged. They're going to be more engaged. You're going to get more out of them. The organization will exponentially you know? benefit. It is a win-win to build a robust department. If you want yes. to call it people and culture, and it I has don't really care all what of you the, call it. whatever you call yeah. it, and it has all of those things sat in it, instead of having one HR professional trying to do all that stuff, you will always win when you build a proper team. Absolutely. Absolutely. I fully endorse that message. Yeah. And definitely, you know, you're going to, for me, what is also sad is when I interact with HR professionals who have been given training Mm. and the truth is it's not where their passion is and they can't help it, but it gets treated that way. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you could tell they just can't wait to get that HR role, that core yes. HR. That's where their heart is, right? Yes. So we need to be hiring for anything that has to do with learning and development, talent development, or training, mm-hmm. if that's what you call it. Hire right. And I yes. promise you, you're going to see the return that you want to see. So I I'm always going to be waving the flag. I am always going to be waving that flag. Send, send me a copy of the flag so I can wave it with you. <laughs> I 100% support that, Leah. (laughs) Really do. Tell our beautiful audience who is listening to this episode today, they want to get in contact with you and they want to work with you. They want to learn more about you. Where can they find you on social media? That is very kind of you, Julie. I wasn't expecting that one. Um, if anybody wants, wants to reach out to me for anything, whether anything under the talent development umbrella, or maybe it is you're thinking of making that shift that we spoke about from employment to self-employment, or maybe you just have a TD question, right? You can either email me at hello at leahdesouza.com very simple Mm -hmm. or you can find me on linkedin under my name leah d'souza you can get me on instagram under my name and i have an on there my middle name which is leah blue Blue. d'souza um Mm -hmm. you can get me on any of those platforms 
Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you with that being said, Leah D'Souza, you have survived your time in the sound booth today. Thank you so much for joining me. I wish you every success. Don't forget to message me when you watch that movie on Netflix. (laughs) I want to hear what you think about it because that movie drove me crazy, but it was crazy good for sure. (laughs) Will do. Thank you so much, Julie, for having me. And thank you to all your listeners for listening in. Our pleasure. Thank you for joining me for this episode of HR Sound Off. I hope that you found it useful. You can find this and all of the episodes of HR Sound Off on all major podcast platforms. Spotify, Apple, Amazon, you name it, we're there. Remember, HR Sound Off is created by HR professionals for HR professionals. If you would like to share your story, then reach out to us and let us know. Make sure to hit the notification bell and subscribe to HR Sound Off on YouTube as well as Podbean. And we'll see you again when we next sound off.